Benfica Podcast is one of the founding partners or founding projects of Benfica Independent. Uh, BenficaIndependent.com is a site where you can find tons and tons of content. Our podcast included Brinco do Batista, Benfica FM, along with uh, uh, audio uh, recaps uh, of games, a lot of podcasts about modalidade, if that's your thing and you want to keep up uh, with the modalidade, but you really don't have the time uh, on your schedule to watch the Modalidades on BTV. You can now catch the recaps and also Modalidades talk on Befig Independent, along with a lot of uh, uh, opinion articles, uh, all independent, everyone with their own opinion. There's no agenda between uh, Befig uh, Independent. The only thing is that we just want what's best uh, for the club. Uh, Befig Independent is also on Patreon with two levels of support, one at two and one at five. Uh, and I believe the five gets you some uh, free swag. So uh, if you like the content and if you like what's produced on there, uh, please do support us uh, by going to uh, patreon.com backslash Benfica Independent. Ser Benfica é uma crença. É uma religião muito grande. A visão, um culto. Que crer, que é vontade. Calma de quem é grande, maior que os maiores. É uma paixão com outra explicação. Eu não consigo explicar o que é ser do Benfica. Eu sinto o que é ser do Benfica. Mas de facto uma paixão. E as paixões são assim, vivem-se assim intensamente. Aqui não há nenhuma razão. É paixão, paixão, paixão. Ser Benfica. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the Talking to the Doll Benfica podcast. My name is Alfredo Fumasas. As always, Benfica podcast coming to you every Tuesday or every Wednesday, depending on when Benfica plays weekly. Your your source for Benfica uh, in English every uh, every week. 379 is what we're up to in terms of uh, episodes uh, with me, as always, uh, Dave de Oliveira. What's happening, Dave? Not so much, Alfredo. Good to be back on uh, here tonight. And uh, it's going to be less of a therapy session and more of a, a praising session, I think, tonight. But uh, good to be back on. You think? Can't, well, we can't, we can't get any worse as, as, uh, as it's been uh, in, no. in August and uh, September there. But, at, least but, it's yeah. A, yeah, at least it's a positive result, officially. Um, also uh, with us making his return, Cristiano Oliveira. Como é que é, amigo? Tudo bem? <laughs> making his return, this guy says. What's going well, on, guys? Well, you, you, were out, you were out last week. No fui convocado. What are you going to do? I can only, you know, can only make it when I'm called. You're in I'm left on the substitute list, you know, on the, not even the substitute list, but on the bench, on, in the stands. I got, you know, can't, it's hard to show up. Yeah. Well, it's those those uh, knee injuries that uh, that bug you sometimes. Sometimes you're not available to play. All the injuries catch up to you. What's going I thought on? You were forcing a, a transfer out. I tell you this much: I uh, did not envy you guys last week. Uh, I'm sorry that I left you guys hanging, but yeah, I mean, I'm, it's a good thing I wasn't on last week's podcast. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a tough one, but uh, we're here for the the good ones and and the bad ones. And uh, last season there were a lot of bad ones, so hopefully this <laughs> season won't be as bad. Uh, but yeah, so on tonight's uh, episode, we will look back at Benfica's inaugural game of the Liga Nors, which is I don't think it's called Liga Nors anymore, right, Dave? What's it called? Uh, that's now? what I was I was under the impression that it was Liga uh, Portuguesa, but uh, Mike 
uh, Gonzalez that we've had on the podcast said it's still known oh, okay. as the Liga Nosh for sponsorship reasons, but I think going forward next season is that when their sponsorship runs out. But yeah, I was under that same impression that it was no longer going to be called the Liga Nosh. Yeah. So uh, we'll look back at that game uh, at uh, Famalicão, and we'll also look ahead to Benfica's next uh, match, which will be the first game um, at Stadio Luz for the domestic uh, competitions against uh, Mureres. Uh, so let's uh, let's start right at the at the Famalicão game. I'll, I'll give the lineup and then we'll we'll get things started. Vlacodimos was in goal. Andre Almeida, Ruben Dias, Jan Vertogen, and uh, Alex Grimaldo in the back. Gabriel Tarapt in the middle. Rafa on one side. Everton on the other. Waldschmidt uh, behind uh, Darwin. So for Benfica, four changes uh, from the Paok game. Cristiano. Uh, since you were out last week, we'll start with you, and we usually start with you. Surprised at all uh, that that JJ made these four changes, or does this speak at the options that are available? And as a result, he's going to play the guys that he feels are most suited to play each game. Uh, that's the million dollar question, Alfredo. I think, uh, I mean. I was surprised, to be brutally honest with you, at some of the changes that he made. But I guess he wanted to either send a message, he wasn't happy with their performance uh, earlier in the week in, in Greece, or, you know, maybe some of these guys just needed a breather. I don't think it's the breather one because, obviously, as we all know, the season just got underway. So, um, to me, it was more of a message to these guys. And, look, everything he touched in this one game, at least, it, it turned into to, to roses. So, um Good job by him making the decisions and obviously coming out with the great results. Just wish, after looking at this lineup and looking at the performance that they put forth <laughs> um, against Family Go, kind of wish it, this was the lineup we saw on Tuesday rather than Friday. Right, because if, if you go on a premise that, uh, and we've seen this from, from a lot of coaches, that they will play the 11 players that they felt are doing the best at a time at, at that particular moment, and when you got four days in between the two two uh, two games, that's huge. Uh, and one of the biggest uh, guys that were uh, left behind, Dave Pizzi, Pizzi yeah, Sagrada. A, yeah, I guess definitely a vodka for sure. But uh, this was actually his first uh, first league game that he didn't get the start since October thirtieth of uh, last uh, last season against uh, Portimonis. So. Uh, I believe it was a stretch of 25 straight league games that Pizzi had at least made uh, the starting uh, 11. But um, like we've discussed on this podcast, he's a part of that group with Andre uh, Almeida and Rafa that if you, we don't know. We weren't a part of the behind the scenes, but what we've read in the papers was that they were a part of the group that uh, made uh, Laj's bed, right? So maybe this, uh, this was uh, JJ's way of disciplining uh, him especially after uh, the the performance on Tuesday but I'm up yeah. I'm all up for uh PT starting on the the bench if he's not yeah. going to uh maybe even if it's to light a fire under him but I I'm all up for uh, decisions like that yeah, yeah for sure the two the two substitutions or the two changes that Jesus made that that really surprised me was obviously as you guys mentioned PZ for sure and then Vigo uh, I was a little yeah. bit surprised that he opted not to go to Vigo. Then, obviously, the next day in the newspapers, rumors are swirling around that um, JJ and, and Vigo had a misunderstanding and 
Then there's been also some reports denying all that. We don't know what's really going on inside that right now, but those two were, were, were really the two that caught my attention to start that game. But nonetheless, the guys that came in, Rafa came in on the right side, played particularly well. Uh, Gabriel, you know, he's the guy that, as, we, as we've talked about often here on the podcast, he's got all the tools. It's just about consistency. Um, mm. And if he's ever going to be able to consist, if he's ever going to be able to put it all together, I think he's going to be another uh, fantastic option for Jesus, another guy that can move the ball around the park, and in particular against these smaller Portuguese sides that are just going to pack the box. So you need guys to be able to move the ball. So, look, it, it's it's early on. Um, I know a lot of people are excited about this performance. I look. Uh, to me, it was one of those games that if Benfica won twenty nil or lost twenty nil, wouldn't have made a difference because obviously I was still yeah. bitter over what happened on on Tuesday. That's the game that I really wanted. Um, I'm pretty sure at some point here throughout the season I'll get back into it, but right now it's one of those hard pill, pills to swallow, man. It's been it, it was difficult. They played well. I'm glad that they played well, but man, Tuesday is when I wanted them to play well. Not now. Yeah, certainly, uh, uh, you know, it's it's all uh, fine and dandy, 5-1 uh, beating. And, and look, I, I thought the team played um, decent. Uh, I thought the team played as I expected them to play uh, in a first game of the season. Uh, but but certainly, uh, as Cristiano mentioned, the, the, the loss on Tuesday – we are going. We're we've yet to 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 find out what the true ramifications are uh, from that loss. Whether it's now we, all you all of a sudden you become a selling club, as they've mentioned last week, where you're gonna let have to let go of some guys that you wouldn't particularly let go if you were had the forty million from the Champions League. Uh, but certainly, uh, it's great. You start the the league with the win and. As Dave mentioned, also in stats last last uh, last week, the beginning of the season isn't always going to be a certain for JJ, and he's had quite of uh, a fifty fifty record, perhaps even worse. Uh, but certainly, a win is always great. But as Cristiano mentioned, that doesn't erase the huge, huge letdown uh, that we had um, against Pauk. Uh The other big, big. Uh, come in in this game or insertion or, or start in this game was Walshmith. Um Why didn't Walshmith play on Tuesday? And certainly uh, we made arguments here that maybe he hadn't spent enough time with the, with the squad, uh, but a player of that talent, of that caliber, should be playing in Europe, uh, especially against teams like uh, like Paok. Uh, and Cristiano, we were talking here on, on, on before we hit the record button, uh, that first goal by Walshmith, that's that's pure class. That's we haven't had a uh, well. Maybe we have to go back to to the to the Jean Felix years. We haven't had a forward that could score that those types of games, uh, those types of goals, I should say. Yeah, I mean for sure, the kid, the kid, you know, definitely has a ton of talent. Uh, you saw by by his positioning, you saw by his movement, you saw by his finishing in this one game, and and let's just like you, I was taken back that he didn't you know get the nod up against um, Pauk, uh, but nonetheless, Benfica should have still had enough to beat the Pauks of the world. Mm. Uh, we we joked around here on the podcast, you know, if Benfica can't beat Pauk, then they don't belong in the Champions League. We said that half jokingly, never expected Benfica to go out to Greece and 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 drop uh, that that very important. 
uh, game. And obviously, you know, the one time that it's a one-off rather than a two-legged matchup, it's got to be the one time that Benfica drops that first game. I mean, it's just everything when it points, you know, the wrong way for us, everything just happens to, to, to come crashing down. But, you know, moving on to the next game, man, look, let's let's try to put put that disastrous Tuesday behind us, right? Because that, as you've mentioned, Alfredo, there's so many ramifications with that game, right? Obviously now Benfica is going to have to sell some guys. Obviously now some of the, 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 the new additions that they had lined up to bring into this club, I think they're going to have to abort that. I don't think they're going to be able to bring in three, four, five players as I expected uh, prior to that Tuesday. So now we have to just look at what's in front of us, attack this Portuguese league with the right mindset, obviously blow everyone away, uh, get this team playing, uh, the JJ way, get these guys adapted to Portuguese football ASAP, and let's try to build something for the future. Obviously, there's still Europa League. There's still a lot to be played. Obviously, the enthusiasm on my part is not there yet, but I'm pretty sure, as I've stated before, it will get there at some point. Walshmit is a guy that I absolutely think should be starting every game unless he's injured or some crazy uh, injury or, or some crazy reason pops up. Walshman has all the talent to be a success at at our club has all the talent to put the ball in the back of the net, has all the talent to get other people involved in the game. Um, so I think it's going to be him, uh, and it's just a matter of who is going to pair up up top with him, whether it's going to be Darwin, where it's going to be Vinicius, who I think will be leaving. So obviously that answers your question. And then Sferovic, there's, there's some interested teams um, in his services, so we'll see what happens. But to me, it's Darwin and then whomever else alongside him up top because – this caliber of football is not a type of player that Benfica signs on, you know, every other day. This is a player that's getting, been called up to the German national team. This is a player that could absolutely finish, that could get other people involved, as stated before. He's just he's, he's, he's a joy to watch, man. He's a joy to watch. Yeah. And we, look, we've also seen uh, a little bit of a, a glimpse of an understanding between Darwin and Walshmit, especially on that one assist that Darwin had a presence of mind to find uh, Walshmit streaking down the middle for that uh, for that tap in for the for his second goal. So perhaps the the the, the chemistry between those two is only going to get better. And certainly, when you spend. 25 million or whatever it was in a player like Darwin, regardless whether he was he's young or not, he's a guy that needs to be in there. You, if if this is a guy, and we, as Cristiano mentioned in past podcasts, we have indications uh, that this kid is absolutely killing it in practices. You need to explore and you need to pull every uh, last ounce of talent out of this this kid. Uh, certainly, huge investment. Uh, and I hate to throw him to the wolves, but 25 million is a guy that needs to come in and he needs to show results. Um, so I was encouraged to see that partnership, and I think that it can only uh, get better in terms of PT not starting. Um, I'm I'm good with it, man. I'm I'm really what, good what, with it. What did you guys think about Darwin's performance, Dave? Oh. I thought Volchman had the better performance uh, between the, the two of them. But the thing with, with Darwin, he's coming in with that, like we've discussed in the past, that uh, he's coming in with that, that money tag, that, that value that we spent on him attached to him. And I was actually spe telling uh, Alfredo before we started, Volchman kind of 
slid underneath the radar because he was introduced with uh, Vertonghen and uh, Everton that same day where you can make the case that the other two guys uh, have uh, are more known to, to world football compared to uh, Volchmann. And then after that, uh, we, signed, we signed Darwin with the, uh, the big money move, the, uh, the highest transfer fee. So, uh, and then all the rumors of, of Cavani as well. So Volchmann kind of slid underneath the, the radar there, but he's not one that should be sliding under the radar. He's, he's performed at, at a high level there in the uh, Bundesliga for Freiburg. And uh, you could see the talent that he had just uh, on his first goal, right? We haven't had that striker that is willing to take the ball and create um, the chances on, on himself. We've been used to these, sta- uh, these static strikers that just stay in the box and let uh, the midfielders create the chances and they're just there to poach and finish. All right, Alfredo, what do you think about – I love you, Dave, but you, I asked about Darwin. You gave me a scouting report on, on, on Walsh, which you were correct on, by the way. But I, I wanted to know what you guys thought about his performance in no, this I, one game. I thought that uh, uh, Darwin is still getting acclimated. Um, he's playing uh, with guys that he hasn't had any uh, real burn in terms of official games with. So he's still – I think he's still – finding his feet. Uh, he's a guy that's physical. He's a guy that, that works up front. I, he didn't do anything too flashy that said, whoa, here's this kid. But I, I saw some consistency in some of his, th- of his things, a couple, couple good touches, a couple bad touches. Uh, but I, thought, I think that for his first time out in a league that he's not familiar with uh, against – uh, a type of team and, and football in a Portuguese league that he's not uh, used to, I thought he did pretty well. Uh, I think that uh, you can only go up from here. So. I mean, def- I mean, <laughs> that last line that he could only go up from here. I mean, I think, I think that's, 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 you know, hitting it right on the head. I mean, man, I'm, I need to see more. Look, I, I'm oh, glad he's still he only had- 21. I don't care. I, I'm glad that he had, you know, the vision, right, to hold up the ball, wait for Walschmidt to to make the run, and then he played a perfect pass across the box. I mean, that one play gave me a little bit of hope, but the rest of the game, I got to be brutally honest, it's just there's a lot of shaking my head, a lot of scratching my head. I know it's early. Uh, but I'm afraid you know I am. I look at a guy and I oh, see yeah. his touch. I see, and it's and and look, man. Let, like you said, you can only go up from here because aside from that one play, I don't think there's much else that you could really praise uh, from his performance in this one game. So, yeah, I hope I hope that coming into game two, game three, game four, as you said, he adapts a little bit more. We get to see a little bit more of his physical attributes and his pace, his strength, and. I like to see a little bit of a better touch on the ball. Just something that 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 um, you know, I've spoken to many people since that game, and everybody's got different concerns. But to me, that's it's the one thing that I, I I need to see this guy be able to trap a ball, be able to play a ball off his foot, and and control it. And it just you know maybe his nerves, maybe the price tag, as Dave mentioned. Um, you know, we're weighing on him a little bit, but yeah. We need to see a lot more from 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 the most expensive transfer in the history of Portuguese football. Yeah, certainly. I mean, when we saw Gilberto, you knew what was there. Uh, 
so I, I certainly didn't say it can only be go up from here uh, because for me, that Gilberto thing can only go down from here. Uh, but certainly, you know, somebody with that price tag and, you know, we're going to have to give them a little bit more time uh, and better for the, the benefit of the doubt for the time being. Um, but just getting a little bit into the game, um, four changes for Benfica, as I mentioned, uh, from the Fomalicão team of, of last year, uh, five, only five players have survived uh, from that uh, great Fomalicão team by their own standards of last uh, last season. Uh, they came really close to making it to, uh, to Europe uh, in their first year uh, in, the, in the Portuguese Premiership. Um, so certainly uh, not the same Fomalicão team. Also in a, in a preview, we had mentioned, Dave, that the, the average uh, of this team, the age average of this team was 22 years old, so a very young team. The oldest player was actually Lameters, which was the one guy that uh, stuck out, him and, and Guga stuck out. Lameters, 25 years old. Uh, but certainly a dominating half by Benfica, creating uh, and converting, pressing, uh, winning back possession, uh, possessing the ball, controlling the game. Uh, and then to boot, you got the three goals. You got the efficiency. You got the, the, the Walsh-Schmidt goal, which was a, a really uh, nice goal. Um, you got the, the Everton goal. Uh, and then you got the Grimaldo free kick that those come come around like once every uh, season and yep. a half. Uh, but, Tell him now then. <laughs> as a free kick uh, specialist <laughs> but uh, certainly uh you know when when you score early like we did and and we take control of the game and and that control translates into opportunities and the opportunities translate into goals uh, all is good because then that takes a lot of pressure out of the defense uh even though uh, there was some miscues uh and the defense i think the defense still needs to to yeah, tighten up Maldo. yeah yeah ruben ruben dias Jesus Christ, Grimaldo was horrific once again. He was horrific against Bog, and he was horrific once again here. I mean, he got very lucky to score a second one late in the second half. Yeah. But in a game that, you know, was already, you know, put out of reach. But come on, he definitely needs to to, to improve on the defensive end. I hope JJ uh, works wonders with him because it's it's ugly. And one thing I wanted to mention, guys, was Dave mentioned Walshmit being being under the radar. And I think in this game with Walshmit's two goals, Darwin making his debut in the league, and 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 uh, Grimaldo's free kick. I think the one guy that went a little bit under the radar was Everton. And you know, glad to see him get on a score sheet in his very first start in the Primera División. Uh, nice, calm uh, finish. And this is the type of guy that I think. As 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 the season goes on, he's he's gonna get even better. So I was glad to see him do his thing. Um, not a lot of fanfare around him, but his time will come. Yeah. No. Look, I th I think that we all know what Everton brings to this Mifika team. It's the one 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 v one ability. It's the quickness, as the presence of mind. Because even on that that goal, uh, he he slipped. And he fell, but he still had the presence of mind to uh, to pass the ball, uh, which ended up being uh, a goal. Uh, I, I think that he's definitely not flying under the radar, but I know what you're saying. When you're looking at, at guys like Walshmit, who were making their debut, at Darwin, who was making their debut, Everton does seem like an afterthought because all you're really looking at is at these guys. Uh, the other thing that I wanted to mention about Walshmit and the fact that he's he's – 
he was so prominent in this game and perhaps going forward, I think that also takes away some of the pressure that Darwin may have going forward. If you have a guy that's going to score and Darwin is part of that process of helping the team score, whether it's assisting, uh, whether it's making a run, because on that first goal uh, by Walshmith, if you guys um, pay attention, there was a run that Darwin makes that he goes across to the other side, dragging with him with a defender and helping out that channel for Walshmith to get in there. So certainly it's, it's those yeah, little things. He missed, he tried to control the ball for himself and you know what? Walshmith got on to the end of it and, and it was able to you know, get to the box and finish it. But no, there was another play that w- in which uh, Walshmith hit the, the side of the net. Uh, that he, that's yes, the, the run yes, that he made, yes. that he went okay, away okay. and he pulled the defender. But I know it's just, it, it did seem like that to me, that he tried to control it, hit the, hit the, the tip of his boot and ended up in, uh, with Walshman. Uh, but certainly a, a good first half by Benfica. It's what we expect from uh, JJ's uh, team. Uh, in, the second, uh, in the second half, as I mentioned, Rafa 4 nothing. That was that Everton uh, assist. Pizzi came in for, for Rafa in the 60th minute. Um, Walt Schmidt uh, then got a, 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 that goal from the Darwin assist. Uh, but if he could give up a goal, uh, then we finished up what uh, five was it four four nothing or five one four five four one. one five one right? five one was the final score. Yeah, so I I thought that um, that Befica played very well, but look, I, I think that we all knew what JJ was going to bring, uh, and I think this is somewhat expected uh now let's see with tougher competition and as the weeks go by uh we'll just have to see what develops but certainly um a good win uh to start Cristiano anything else uh, on this game before uh, Dave uh, spits out some stats uh, my man Terapt always doing his dirty work my man you know there's no one on the field that works harder than my man. Even though he has no idea how to position himself defensively, man, it's fun to see him play. Um, I'm glad that, that, you know, J.J. appreciates his style of play, and I'm glad that J.J. sees that this is the type of player that still has a lot to offer. Um, I think, I mean, that's it. I mean, I just want to give my man set up the shout-out. Everyone else, I guess it is what it is. Yeah, looking um, at Tarab coming from behind and, and being able to dispossess guys, I think that's a, a wrinkle that we hadn't seen before because there's usually Tarab is not the best defender. And when usually he approaches a tackle, there's always a little bit of clumsiness because he's, that's not his thing. Uh, but certainly this game, we saw a couple, a couple times that he, he stole the ball away from guys and. Uh, and I think that uh, you know it's another it's another wrinkle. So he's he's very he's trying very hard to make sure that he has a a spot on this team. I think, and uh, uh, regardless of of what a lot of people think about that opt, whether or not he was a bad professional uh, in the first three years of uh, Benfica, uh, he's certainly doing a lot right now to redeem himself. Um, and I don't know if, if a season at a very high level will even be enough to satisfy some of the guys that uh, thought that he mooched off uh, uh, Benfica's uh, Teddy for, for a while, oh, yeah. being a bad professional. Uh, but certainly, uh, I think what counts is the present. 
Um, and right now, I, I think that he's uh, he's given it his all uh, for Benfica. And and when a guy gives it his all for Benfica, he has my support. Um, the walking back, not tracking back, uh, the just you know looking around, looking for a marking, and then allowing guys to get behind you. That that shit don't fly with me. So when I see that up out there pouring his heart out and and you know just ending up the game and just absolutely exhausted um certainly got to tip my cap to him so um dave some stats on this game yeah consecutive seasons where benfica has uh, opened up this the uh the league season by scoring uh five goals last season they beat uh Pash Freire, uh, five, uh, five, nothing. And, uh, guess what? They failed to score five goals, uh, the rest of the season after that game. So I hope that's not, uh, foreshadowing, uh, what's to come this season, but, uh, consecutive seasons where they've opened up the, uh, the league by scoring, uh, five goals. And, uh, it's, we had briefly touched on it last year, uh, last podcast where, uh, JJ's record wasn't too hot to start the season, but, uh, this has now been Fika's, uh, seventh consecutive season where they've uh, opened the, uh, the the league off with uh, a win. So uh, good to keep that uh, on track. And uh, Walt Schmidt becomes only the third player uh, this century who scored uh, two goals on uh, uh, on the their league debut with uh, Benfica, Caradesh, and uh, Gonzalo Ramos uh, were the other uh, two players to have done that this century. Cristiano, you remember Azar Caradesh? That's a player from, from our generation. Yes, yes, of course I remember Carabas. <laughs> and Gonzalo Ramos, obviously, that, his feat was uh, last uh, season when he came yes, in in the, last, in the last, what, 15 minutes of the game and he I was able to, uh, to two grab shots, two, goals. Two, two shots, two goals. Excellent. He's actually absolutely scorching it uh, in the B team. Plays uh, tomorrow, 4 p.m. Yeah. And uh, a lot of people are wondering why he is not deserving a, a spot in this uh, in this main team, but certainly uh, with with Seferovic, with Vinicius, with uh, Darwin, uh, with Walshmit, uh, certainly it becomes hard to slot uh, Gonzalo Ramos because uh, what are you going to do? You're going to send Vinicius to the B team. You're going to send Seferovic to the B team. I think if one of those guys ends up leaving, uh, then I think that we we may be able to see uh, uh, Gonzalo Ramos uh, a little bit more of a regular uh, fixture in the A team, if you will. If you will. Agree. Um, let's turn our attention now to Mureres. Uh, Benfica uh, will play Mureres this Saturday, uh, the 26th, 30 local at an empty uh, Stadio de Luz. This was a game that we were hoping that uh, we could have uh, um, some 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 fans, but but certainly uh, the situation in Portugal and, and throughout Europe with uh, so a supposed second wave and and a raise in and uh, in cases uh, probably still not the the best thing to have uh, people in in the stands. Uh, but there's other events. There's been a lot of controversy with other events uh, in Portugal with uh, the bullfights and with uh, uh, some concerts happening where people have congregated with, in Fatima, where people have congregated. Uh, this weekend, uh, the Maritimo Nacional, I want to say Maritimo Nacional game, had absolutely no fans. Uh, then a third division team 
uh, in Azores, if I'm not mistaken, played Estrela da Amadora, if you remember Estrela da Amadora, uh-huh. in the Portuguese third division. And they had like 500 people, if I'm not mistaken. They had a, a huge crowd. But again, the restrictions don't go that far down uh, in, in Portuguese football. And, and certainly uh, a lot of the restrictions come from the, the league and, and the main division and second division in Portugal. So it was, it was another thing that they were comparing against in terms of uh, how come these people are allowed to have fans and, and we're not allowed to have fans. Uh, of course, all clubs are, are, are struggling without those gate receipts and they were hoping to uh, get fans back in the stands. And, and Cristiano, you're a big advocate that football is not the same without the emotion uh, and the passion uh, and the participation of the crowd in the stadium. No, 100%, man, 100%. It's been really hard for me to watch anything, you know, anything not Benfica. Um, Benfica, obviously, my emotions, as we all know, that you know, they, 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 they mess with me. It's totally different. But other games, it's just, it, it, there's no enthusiasm. There's no, you know, the atmosphere being, I, obviously, they put the, the sound through the TV, whatever, but it's not the same, Awful. bro. It's not, it's not the same. You need that passion. You need that, 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 f- you know, the, the fans going nuts. You just, it just, it's a totally different sport when you yeah. get the fans in the stands. So hopefully at some point, not just in Portugal, but you know, most of Europe, obviously we start cleaning up some of this COVID stuff and uh, come up with cures and better ways of treating this. And you could allow fans into the stadium. I think, as you mentioned, you, <clears throat> particularly in Portugal between, you know, Fatima and, 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 and bullfights and, 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 you know, political gatherings and stuff like that. They've been able to do it. So I, I don't understand why they're not doing it with football. So hopefully we get to see that sooner rather than later and um, get some of that emotion back into the stadiums where it belongs. Absolutely. Uh, Dave, some, some numbers on this uh, Mureres matchup. Yeah, historically, the uh, the matchup uh, against them, 21 wins, four draws, two losses. The uh, last five uh, at the Estadio de Luz, uh, three wins, one draw, one loss. But the uh, last two meetings uh, haven't gone our way. Uh, one draw last season at home and uh, one loss uh, the season prior to that uh, where we lost uh, 3-1 uh, at home uh, in November 2018. So uh, it's a team that has given us uh, struggle, uh, problems uh, as of late. Uh, they also uh, beat uh, Ferenc uh, 2 nothing to open up uh, their season uh, this past weekend. And I yeah. think a few years back, it might have been 2018, 2017 most likely, they beat us in the Tasa de Cerveja semifinals. They, won finals. they ended up winning the, uh, the whole tournament up. that year. Exactly. Uh-huh. So it's yeah. a team that's going to give us – you know, that, that gives us some trouble at times. And also, let's not forget, they just uh, – not that it matters because you won't be able to play against Benfica, but Benfica and uh reached an agreement today to loan David Tavares to, to Murirens for, for the following season. So, uh, so you know, How do you feel about the timing of that? I mean, could have Benfica waited another week to announce that? I know that Dave Tavares is not going to play, but certainly in an, in an agreement like that, uh, you certainly put yourself, whether whether you're doing it on purpose or not, you certainly put yourself in a position to be criticized by your... your yeah, I get it. I get it. But look, unfortunately, anything Benfica does, whenever it is, they're going to criticize it. And I think due to the circumstances that we're, you know, that we're witnessing and we're going through right now throughout, not just Portuguese football, but throughout the world with this COVID stuff, you have to get players out when you have to get players out when you can. It's simple as that. 
Uh, Benfica, obviously, after missing out on their first uh, objective of the season, which was, you know, to, 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 to go on and, and play Granada Sport and try to qualify for the Champions League, it, things change. And now they have to get players out the door. Uh, some of the younger players aren't going to get as much playing time. So, look, you have to get the deal done when the, when the timing is there. It is what it is, whether it's today, tomorrow, next week. And I get it. In Portuguese football, anytime Benfica does anything, it's going to be fishy. But to me, it means absolutely nothing. I mean, yeah. look at it. He, he can't play against Benfica. Obviously, now they passed the new law in Portugal, and I'm happy that they've done so, that, you know, you can't play against your parent club if you're alone, you know. So, to me, it is what it is. Get the player out there. Let them adapt. If I'm what it is, I want him in my, I want him in my, you know, my park as soon as possible, so he could adapt to his teammates, adapt to this, to, 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 you know, to the situation around them, and let's go forward because they have aspirations of, you know, being mid-table team rather than, you know, have have take this, you know, have this take longer than, than it needs to be, and then all of a sudden they're fighting for relegation. Yeah. So Benfica needs to do what they need to do in their best interest, uh, regardless of who it offends or who it pisses off. Yeah. So uh, David Tavares is one of uh, 13 acquisitions this, this Mourense has made for this season. Uh, 20 players went out from last season's roster, so almost, a, almost an, an entire roster that went out. Uh, some of the guys, uh, Nayuel Ferraresi, he's on loan from Man City. Uh, Philippe Pires came from Offenheim. Jan Mateus came from Palmeiras. Uh, and you got a uh, a guy that uh, a lot of people think he's uh, playing beyond uh, what Mourinho's uh, stature is, and that's Fabio, Ab Fabio Abreu, a forward, uh, an Angolan forward uh, that uh, got on the scoreboard against uh, Ferenc. A game against Ferenc that uh, Mourinho won 2-0, but uh, uh, they benefited from an early goal and then an ejection at the start of the second half, and they really took the game uh, to Ferenc, but Ferenc, from the highlights I was able to see, uh, Ferenc had, had a lot of opportunities in the first half. They just couldn't uh, capitalize. So always good to start the season uh, with the win. Uh, now they will travel to uh, to Stadio Luz to play uh, Benfica, a Benfica team that uh, is hoping that to carry the momentum that they had in Fomalicão into this uh, game at Stadio Luz. Uh, so we'll just uh, we'll just see. So, you know, in terms of uh, lineup. Uh, uh, if it's not broken, don't fix. You were expecting any changes for this uh, from the, the team that we saw against uh, Famalicão? I know yeah. that Tarapt was uh, is a little bit uh, uh, under the Banged care up. of the medical team. Uh, but do you see any other changes? I mean, if he's fit to go, um, as you stated, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Team that dominated Famalicão in the first, first game of the season, going home, obviously, you know, with no fans in the stands, and I gotta have that huge home field advantage. But still, they're going to surroundings that they're familiar with, and um, which should make things even easier for them. So uh, yeah, I mean, keep it the way it is. Let's see what happens. Um, you know, it just you know with JJ man, you just never know what to expect with him at this point. Yeah, uh, you won't be surprised if he changes. You know, the, the, the whole eleven. You know how he is. JJ always likes to to, to play mind games. Likes to do things his way. But as you stated, I think you're you hit it right on the head. If if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Let's let's do another. Let's, let's dominate once again. Another performance uh, where those guys arrasado like they did this past week. That's the new term for this season. Vamos arrasar. 
Yeah, and and Cristiano, as you mentioned, you never know what you get from what you're going to get from JJ. And and inside sources tell me that uh, he's uh, he's working hard on adapting Diogo Gonçalves to right back. I would love to see Diogo Gonçalves take over that position from Andre Almeida. Oh man, I'm I'm not too happy about that <clears throat> because I like the player. I like the player. I think he's he's got a lot to offer. I'm not sure if, it, if it'll ever be at Benfica, but he's as we've seen last year. Uh, where, he's at Family Gum, yeah. Where we seen yeah. last year, um, the kid can play. The kid definitely has some talent, um, and, and you know he has a lot to add. Now, man, you know with with, with Benfica's current roster, there's so many other options in front of him. I understand what, what JJ's doing, but it's just it, it sucks to see a young player like that that has so much ability uh, being thrown into the right back position. But you know, if they are really going to go forward with that, let's hope that he that he encounters this, you know, with, with enthusiasm and, 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 you know, we turn a player out of this kid as far as a right back, you know, we turn him into a solid ass right back. And Jay just got that history. He's done yeah. it with Maxi. He's done it with Quintero. He's done it with other players. Malgarejo. Yeah. So if, if it does work out, um, if it does happen, let's hope it works out because I do think the kid, uh, the kid has some, some ability, man. I think he's a good player. Yeah. I do think, I do think, uh, that also, but when you got, uh, uh, Rafa and, and Pedrinho ahead of you, but certainly does look like that. Um, you know, right back might not be too bad as long as he's okay with it. He's no Bernard Silva to be I mean, playing I think, left back. I don't think defensively he'll be worse than, than Grimaldo. So, I mean, it's not a worse. <laughs> no, well, he'll be right look. back. I know, but what I'm saying, it's the other guy's terrible defending on the left side. Now he can't be any worse on the right side. Yes. Yeah. yeah, so. We'll but see. you think Andre Almeida would still be better than him defensively? I don't know. I'm just talking about Grimaldo. I know Grimaldo is atrocious defensively. No. Okay. Um. Couple, couple more things before we wrap up. Uh, the Seychelles uh, just just celebrated their 14th year um, this today, as we record this on a on a Tuesday, 9-20, the 22nd of September. Uh, certainly, uh, there's a rich history um, from Seychelles already. And it's such a, a young age. A lot of uh, players that uh, have come through that uh, Seychelles Academy and, and certainly a lot of them fresh in our minds. So uh, congrats to, uh, to Seychelles. Um, the other one is uh, your homeboy, uh, Louison uh, Cristiano. Apparently, an, an accident took a spill in, at home and ended up at, uh, at the hospital and is currently still in, in the hospital uh, being observed. Uh, some, uh, some, 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 some things, to, I think he hit his head or something. And I think when it's an head injury, obviously, there's, there's always some precaution um, to be taken. Uh, but certainly, we didn't expect this. Um, so we're we're sending our well wishes to the to the capitão Luizão, and I know that uh, Cristiano, you spent some time uh, with him uh, personally, and, and yeah, he's a good he's guy. certainly a a good guy. Um, the other guy, but the best man, speedy recovery, Luizão. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Um, another one is uh, topics that I wanted to talk about: uh, Florentino. Uh, that now, uh, you know. All the, the the media outlets are reporting that Florentino wants out. I think that was on a ball. I don't know if there's some truth to that or not. 
Uh, but certainly if he has market, and certainly we, we, we've seen a lot of uh, teams being associated with uh, Florentino's name, uh, if he knows he has market, and he certainly has, has yet to play any minutes under J.J. I don't even know if he played any minutes uh, um, during the preseason for, for J.J. I don't recall ever seeing him. Uh, if he did, it's very didn't even start. Uh, mm-hmm. But certainly if he feels that uh, he's not being counted on and there's suitors out there, uh, you want to play. You want to play. Uh, so I, I'm not surprised that he wants to. He doesn't strike me as the, the guy with the, with the personality to rock the boat and, and to, to make problems. Uh, but, but certainly uh, if he's not counted on, I think uh, his best option is perhaps to, uh, uh, to grow, go aboard. Uh, as long as Benfica is able to still uh, hold on to them and there's no option in terms of uh, a buy, um, an option to buy, I'm, I'm, I'm good with that. Yeah, Shannon, let's, what, are, what are your thoughts? Let's do another mistake like we did with Jovic. You know, nice little 9, yeah. 12 million, million euro uh, option to buy. And then, yeah, let's make another one of those mistakes. Yeah, yeah. So we'll just Look, have to I see. Think, I, th- yeah. I think Florentino has a lot to offer. Um, I think, as we talked about this before, he is our only true number six on this roster as we speak. Um, but again, you know, J.J. has his weird way of thinking. Um, and, and maybe J.J. saying, look, I'm not in Champions League. Uh, might not need to really play with a six. Even in Europa competition, for sure, not in the Portuguese league. I could play with two center mids who, who are a little bit more, uh, you know, suited to carry the ball up pitch and to, and to spread the ball around. I don't really need a rock-solid defensive guy. Um, so right now, I'm, you know, you're really not needed until you're needed. And yeah. as you mentioned, Florentino's youngster, guy that has a bright future ahead of him, wants to play, doesn't want to hear all that. So it's just going – it's going to come down to – conversations he has with J.J. It's, you know, J.J.'s either going to convince him that he's an important part of this roster or he's not going to tell him that, you know, go ahead. You could look for greener pastures and we'll see what happens. It just sucks that if, if, if you know, the day comes where you need that that caliber of player, um, he's no longer on your roster because, you know, you told him he could seek other opportunities. Yeah. Um, so we just hope that wherever he goes – he does develop to, 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 to become the player that we all anticipate that he is and, and that there's no silly clause in his contract that they could, um, you know, uh, trigger and, and, and take him away from us for relative, relatively cheap uh, price. Yeah. I mean, we all know how important uh, the number six uh, position is for, for JJ. Um, in At the half or after the, the whistle for the first 45 minutes, in Paok, um, you saw JJ with the very animated conversation with Weigel uh, in terms of um, how aggressive he wanted him to be. Uh, he was slapping his hands together, meaning, you know, you gotta, you gotta go in, you gotta, you, you know, you gotta be more physical. So we're not really sure uh, what that role is, or, or I mean, or. We are. We kind of know the the traits that JJ wants in that six, and perhaps he doesn't see Florentino has a player that has uh, those uh, those traits. And as Cristiano mentioned, you're not playing championship ball. 
you might not need a destroyer. You might need guys that could play well defensively and at the same time also be those pivots uh, for the transition. So I get that. I get that. But certainly uh, it's a shame that we're not able to uh, take advantage of, uh, of a Florentino. But, hey, JJ Exab. So and that's it. That's all we got. Dave, anything else you want to say before we go? No, just uh, while you guys were talking there about uh, Jovic, kind of reminded me of uh, Krovinovic that I guess we're he's still on our squad here, but we haven't loaned him out or sold him yeah, out I, to uh, to anybody. But uh, yeah. yeah, he's he's still available to make some uh, money off of here. Yeah, I, from what I understand, they they were kind of trying to reach an agreement with West Brom. Uh, Faisa is going to the Middle East from the latest. That's the latest on Faisa. He's still on the books. Um, Samadis, no word of Samadis. Apparently, Samadis has had an, an injury that remotes back to JJ's time. <laughs> but you know it hasn't no. been something that's been been active, obviously. But it's an injury that's yeah. been, you know, it remotes back to his time. So, Jesus. Jesus, I don't know. That, it's like that it's be- before Jesus and after Jesus, like the calendars, right? Yeah, it's he like only a, injures, he only injures that quad when he's coached on the JJ. It's one of those. Yeah, is that what it is. It's it's like Jesus. that that hemorrhoid that keeps on popping up year after year. I don't well, know. In this case, Something. five years later. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that that's the the same injury that's been identified that he had while uh, JJ was the coach for him. Um, so next week we'll be back on Tuesday we'll recap the smoother game we'll look ahead to I think Boa Vista comes up next if I'm not mistaken um, Dave can you check that out real quick yeah, yeah quickly looking up here yeah that's right so uh, we'll just no uh, Ferenc sorry Ferenc or Ferenc yep. Ferenc the, the one from, from Algarve oh here we go that's the one <laughs> fully promoted Ferenc All right. And that's all we got. Thanks a lot for checking us out. We'll be back uh, next week. Take care, everyone. Later. Peace.